All right, everybody, welcome to this episode of Learning the Tropes, the Daisy Sessions. We are going to be talking about episode seven, She's Gone, uh, directed by Will Graham and written by Susan Coyne. And I'm your host, Erin. I'm Taylor. And yes, if, it's <clears> funny <throat> to introduce ourselves because like we said for episode six, like if you're starting with the episode seven recap. What are you doing? What are you doing? You got to go back to the beginning. You got to slug through us. Um, I do want to give a shout out to two of our listeners, Andrea and Taylor, who sent us very thoughtful and very good like emails. So nice. That brought up some really solid points. So yes. Taylor reminded me of this or us of this whole scene that we forgot. Um also love that her name is also Taylor. Shout out Taylor. Great name. Fantastic. Like couldn't have written it Taylor. better. Yeah, couldn't yeah. have written it better if we tried. <laughs> but basically that apparently in the book there was a scene where Camilla goes on like a lunch date with a high school friend who she later admits to Daisy was like her first love. And she comes home and doesn't really tell Billy what went on. And Billy's kind of like, I just let her have that because that's what trust is. And so, you know, Camilla maybe does do her own thing in the book as well, but I don't know. I just like that better than Eddie, you know? Yeah. I really liked what Taylor wrote in the email where she's taken this, like the writers have taken this really beautiful thing about trust and, you know, faith in the marriage and they've made it, all about Billy and Daisy and it's Camilla trying to get back at Billy for having mm-hmm. something with instead of just Camilla going off on her own and doing something you know we don't know what it is and we never hear from her in the book say what it was mm-hmm. you know yes or no I did something and it's just from Billy's perspective of I have to trust you instead of Billy saying why are you doing this to get back at me or something like that? You know? Yeah. Um, I thought that was great. I loved that Taylor pointed that out. Cause it is, I mean, I remember when I started rereading the book, like right before this part, um, there's a couple of times that like Camilla and Billy both talk about trust and like Billy talks about how, you know, Camilla is the one that he chose. He chose her and he stuck with her and that's who he like, yeah, you can love two women at the same time, but like Camilla was who I chose and that was who I was with and I trusted her and that was that was it. I was done. And then Camilla says some other, like she says things too where she's just like, I put my faith in Billy and I put my trust in Billy and that's what love is and you just, you got to ride with it. And so it was just like, it is, it's such a nuanced way of looking at relationships and for us to, for the show to just kind of devolve into this very cliche I'm gonna get back at you jealousy type of thing it's just like it was really unfortunate and upsetting yeah yeah um but anyway but move on <laughs> let's talk about seven. episode seven episode seven could be called Daisy and her study abroad era because <laughs> Um, Sisterhood of the traveling bangles. Yeah, yeah. Kath, yeah. <laughs> she doesn't have the bangles she, yet. She doesn't have the bangles. She's wearing a lot of moo-moos, like good grief girl. I know. In shows like this too, it's always like they never go shopping, but they're constantly wearing like these brand new, perfectly appropriate clothes. And it's like <laughs> If you did want to dress, uh, not that I want to see that, but it is always just makes me laugh. So I'm like, so did Daisy just like buy caftans for 12 hours one day? Because that's basically <laughs> what you'd have to do. Probably. Um, yeah. We don't start with Daisy. Thankfully, we start with Simone. We We're get back with Simone. Thank we God. get Simone. Yes. It's been two episodes without her. We've been feeling it. Um, she needed so Simone her time goes- in the sun. Yeah, Simone finds Bernie at Better Days, which is like an underground gay dance club. Looks fun, but sparsely attended. COVID shoot, I'm sure. Oh, I was going to say it looked, I mean, it did look like smaller, but I I was like, there's a lot of people here. Okay, look at us. Different points of view. 
<laughs> I thought um, there were a lot of people there. Yeah. I and guess then I'm, just, Bernie, I'm scared of crowds, so anything that's more than like five people is this whoa, is, whoa, whoa. This is the introvert and extrovert <laughs> in a nutshell, where I'm like, ah, oh, we could get about a hundred more people in that room. And Taylor's like, oh, some people should go home. Maybe yeah. this is a fire hazard. <laughs> <laughs> so true. I was like, guys, there's just there's too many people on this dance floor. We need to we need to spread out a little bit. Um, and we talk all the time about sort of the ways in which, obviously, the show is differentiated from the book. And so Bernie isn't a character in the book. But no, right? no. Yeah, so I, I going back, I read Simone um, at the end of the book. She says like she um, she got married. She has kids. I think she mentions her partner. So I don't I don't think she's gay. I think it's a man mm-hmm. that she's married to. And then she has um, a daughter in the book and then her daughter becomes like a disco star. So like maybe that'll be a part of it, but she's not Um, minor spoiler. I don't know if maybe this is a thing, but Rod is actually gay in the book. Oh yeah. So Rod, where's Rod? Rod just talks about, I know Rod just talks about how, when like, when they kind of go on a little bit of a break, he, um, he like moves to the mountains and gets a house with a man and they just like live a normal life. And he's like, this is what I want. Um, so, but yeah, that's, I mean, maybe we'll get that with Timmy O. So something to look <laughs> forward to. <laughs> I'd be fine with it. I'd be fine. But I, I love Bernie as an addition. I think that she adds a lot and she, so she's mixed Simone's vocals with like a disco track and has been like playing it nonstop because oh Bernie's a DJ at Better Days yeah uh Bernie and Simone get it on you got (laughs) fans like just so great and her face Simone's face when she realizes Uh, and so then Bernie hands her a mic and is like you should sing the song she looks gorgeous full star power I loved that scene She's got an amazing voice, too. Is that really her singing? It must be. Yeah. Wow. I know. I think everybody sang, because I think they wanted to prepare for if everybody goes on tour, they gotta, they can't have a Millie Vanilli situation, and they need everybody <laughs> being able to sing. Uh, can everybody play their own instruments, too, then? Can yeah, they had, like, band wow. camp. They had a whole boot camp, band camp, where they all learned how to play this is what I learned when I got spoiled for looking up who Josh Roundtree is before in the. Who, by the way, is fully on TikTok and continuously on my FYP. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm not on TikTok, so I wouldn't know, but that's great. <laughs> I'm loving all of Riley Keough's behind the scenes on Instagram, yeah. though. Those are great. Um, yeah, Simone looks amazing. Bernie tries to kiss her and she says, no, she doesn't kiss in public. And they're kind of talking about it later. And Bernie's like, what are you scared of? And which I found to be like an odd question. Because at the time, even within like disco, like there was a lot of stigma about being gay. And I don't know if Bernie means specifically like at Better Days at this gay club, like if we kiss like everybody knows we're gay it doesn't matter. Or if she's like in a more general way. I don't know. Right. I think this is kind of the thing, like a, a, a thing that I had with like the whole overarching episode is like Simone was very reluctant and like worried and scared yeah um which is like that that's her journey you know like okay but i would i i i mean i didn't want i didn't want to see them getting harassed i didn't want to see that but like we also never saw anything against simone or bernie to make us like like if you were somebody who didn't know about the time and you're like i don't know what, what are they worried about like there was just not there was no like cultural context given to us right and like i don't i don't want to see them getting no no not that but it's like you could just have a line about stonewall or you could have a line about the club being raided 
or all of these things that right have put a, give us you know yeah, give us a little bit of a like this is what people were going through in this time mm-hmm. and like we don't need to see it but just like give us give us some context behind Simone's worries yeah or even just have someone say it be like I want to be a disco star and I don't think I could be a, a gay disco star or or I mean not that she she knew what disco was but like I want to be a famous singer and I don't think you could be a famous singer if you're out if you're gay which is like a real worry to have I mean obviously yeah. like there are currently closeted very famous women for whatever reason so right um but I mean whatever it's interesting um Simone goes into the studio she has a hit that's like a gay anthem she's playing roller derbies in jersey roller dream. discos i when they said that i yes i loved it i loved that they showed all of the places that like you would have live singers and that mm-hmm. we just don't think of now like at a roller disco you had somebody up on the stage singing while you were rolling around the rink fantastic i want to bring back roller discos i love roller rinks they were so much fun they were very popular uh for birthday parties when i was growing up definitely so did you ever have like your birthday party at a roller rink I never have a birthday party roller rink because my birthday is in the middle of summer and no one was ever around. Everybody was mm. on vacation during my birthday. So it was just me. So but you just never had birthday parties? No. Yeah, or we either. would be on vacation. Right. What? Oh, yeah. Well, you're Christmas. like Christmas, baby. Yeah, yep. you're screwed. So, um, but no, tons of roller. Honestly, and I feel like people are putting out roller, like all of Beyonce's. Um, renaissance you could skate to every song on that album i just want to be roller skating that entire time when i'm listening yeah i just feel it in my hips and i'm like i <laughs> i should be skating should be skating right now yeah <laughs> and i want that for myself and for others and so anyway we got to figure out how to make this happen we really should we should also i wonder if there's ever like outdoor roller rinks well rockefeller center has a roller rink it turns so- the yeah, ice skating rink turns into a roller rink? This is like the second or third time they're doing it. Yeah. I was going to say, I've never heard of this. Am I crazy? <gasps> That's you, should, you, need to, you should come to New York this summer. We should do it. So fun. Oh my gosh, we actually have to. That would be so much fun. We slip a 20 to the DJ. We're like, you know what we want. Beyonce. Give us the Beyonce and then mix it with some Fleetwood Mac and mm-hmm. Aurora. And that's what we want to skate to. We just go. Just our hair down. Feeling it. I will be dressed like a 70s disco star. I absolutely love this idea. Oh, we'll be in glitter hot pants and there'll be children around. And we'll be yes. like. Knee high socks. Yes. Those hair ties that had the big glass beads at the end of them. Do you yep. remember those? Yep. They're like figure eights. They hurt so bad. Um, we have to do that. I do love that Simone's song. She's like, you know, playing at all these places. And then when they play at the gay club, she's like, they know what it's really about, which is like, you know, a lot of disco. Yeah. Just like, I loved her dancing on the floor with everybody, like just singing yes. and dancing and being like surrounded by her people. I thought it was like fantastic. It made me f- like that was the part of the pandemic that was like so hard was like how much fun those moments are when you're on a dance floor and everybody's dancing and you're all vibing to the same song and you feel like you're a part of something like you yeah. feel like you're one organism and I just love it so much and it was so like you, you didn't have those spaces you I'm sure were thrilled the pandemic was really a vacay for you but it really oh my gosh for us extroverts that. it was rough 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 <laughs> Uh, but I know what you mean because there are those moments and like it is kind of sad I don't think that we'll ever I mean I don't think I ever will like personally get back to that I think I'd have to like really truly force myself to get back to that moment like having that kind of energy and Mm -hmm. in like but it it, it is it's just like there's something otherworldly about it and it's just Mm -hmm. there's nothing like it yeah and I love that Simone was kind of having those moments because you're right. And the thing about Simone in the series 
is like she's so sad and scared most of the time and nervous. I mean, I think and you I could f- say that about literally everybody in this show. <laughs> I guess that's true. But I feel like in the book, she's like confident. She's like a mother figure. Like she knows what she wants. Yes. And here instead, it feels like she's like, well, so timid. Yeah. And I'm like, fucking step into your power. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. It's like, I think the writers like mistook how to make Daisy and Simone complex by making them sad and it's like no in the book they're complex and they're complicated because they're so fun but they want different things that is that they're like their energies and their personalities can't give them and that's what makes them so interesting and dynamic and it's just to like to make them sad and scared and alone and isolated that doesn't make these particular women complicated individuals yeah so it's just like yeah like why would you take the two most fun people in the book and turn them into these shy introverts honestly i recognize myself so much in daisy and that's not who i see in the page (laughs) i don't want that for you or for daisy no no one wants to watch me on tv like (laughs) (laughs) i would but i but but that's why i think the moments where simone is singing where she's in the crowd it's like yes this is what i this is how i picture her this is how i want her Mm -hmm. yeah um then teddy calls daisy's missing bert uh um Simone calls Bernie her roommate, which Bernie takes in stride. I would probably be more angry. Bernie just, yeah, Bernie just seems really, uh, like, smart and yeah. intelligent Confident. and worldly. And she's just like, she'll get there. Yeah. Like, she's just really like, empathetic. They're a good couple. Yeah. Like they have good energy with each other and they you you feel the attraction and you feel the way that they would work the way that they work together. Mm-hmm. Um then they're leaving an event. Bernie says that like some record people are gonna be at the next show, but someone gets a telegram from Daisy. I need you. I need you, Daisy. Daisy. And so Simone comes home and immediately starts packing. And what I love is that Simone just like pulls a suitcase out from under the bed and is like, I'm packing too. And I'm like, you people pack psychotically because it's just like suitcase, shirts thrown into the thing. And I'm like, we don't have any sort of like, how long are we staying? Can we check the weather? What's going on? <laughs> people are just throwing shirts in, in suitcases and fucking getting moving. Yep. Yep. Yeah. We have two suitcase packing scenes of the significant other in this uh the energy is the same the energy is the same and i wanted to talk about this the energy is the same but i don't think it should be the same especially in the latter one and i was very confused about it we'll get there we'll get there (laughs) we will get there jesus um so simone and bernie get to Greece. Okay. Which also like here's the thing too about making everybody more poor than they are in the book. I'm like back in the day a flight from New York to Greece would have been so much money. Like it's not like today where you're like, well, I have points. Like <laughs> Right, let me check all we the We have different... money or we don't have yeah, money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah to that's do a true. last minute flight to Greece. She just took a bus from LA to New York. Bitch, if you had Greece money, fly. Well, they say it's like two years later or something, but yeah. Oh, okay. Well, still. But still, I mean, if they're like, I don't know, counting pennies, like she's playing all these clubs, but she says later, I got bills to pay. And it's like, yeah. So why are we all flying off to Greece? Moments notice. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I get it. Like, her best friend is like, I need you. Yeah, but I think I agree with what you're saying is, like, don't make them poor. Right. And here's the thing that I think I've, I have I have realized. Like, in the book, the six pretty quickly become, like, a solid touring band and are, like, making money. Uh-huh. Like, and are known. 
And Simone in the book is kind of always more or less a working singer. She was, yeah, when her and Daisy meet, like Simone was already like had an album and was, yeah, a, like not a star, but like was a working singer. Was doing it. Yeah. And Daisy comes from money. And yeah. I think it's like the story that we've seen a million times is poor people working to get famous. Mm-hmm. The story that we don't see a lot is you get you're at a certain level and you want to get to this like high in the sky level. But like, how do you break from here working, making money to there? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or what is it like to be a fa- like a famous rock star not like a washed up rock star or a wannabe rock star like what's it like in the moment and we're not getting that yeah we're not getting those moments of like flying high we're not getting like yeah Simone would have money to fly to Greece because in the book she's a singer with like multiple albums you know right or she has like Teddy pay for her to go find Daisy or something you know like I agree. I don't know why they made this change. I don't think that you can even say that it's like our current culture to like, we don't want to see shows about rich people because that's all we want to see. Like Succession, White Lotus, like we want to see aspirational rich people who are like terrible people. Yeah. But (laughs) it's just weird. They're all like idle rich. But we aren't, but like here it's like these are people who at one point did work, but like we're watching like them go from like nothing to something. And here we're episode seven too. Yeah. Like we're not going to spend much time with them being at the top. Right. No. I mean, barely any. Yeah. Anyway, Simone um, and Bernie like, Daisy. Oh, sorry. I did like the shot of Bernie and Simone on the boat when they're like sailing into Hydra, the island, because it's just like either their CGI is amazing or they really were on a boat. Like No, they they shot in Greece. This is incredible. These locations yeah. are incredible. Like it's these, gorgeous. The Beautiful. money that they're spending on the locations and some of these shots, it makes me I don't know. Now I'm like, what do I pick and choose? Because, you know, you watch other stuff and you watch the green screen and you're like, this is obviously CGI. Like, well, at least the story is good. And now I'm like, <laughs> I'm not loving the story, but it looks amazing. <laughs> Beggars can yeah. be choosers, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Yeah, but they so they find Daisy and she's not in trouble. She's getting married. Did you recognize? Which I would be, I would be so much more pissed. Like, Simone is like, oh, great. Okay, you're fine. I would be like, bitch, you <laughs> owe me a plane ticket to Greece. What the fuck is your problem? And like a record deal because I missed out on doing shows for record executives. Like, for her to not even say anything felt really off-brand like right and just say like my okay best friend, i'd be like what is going on i'm especially, happy getting married but like this is messed up especially your best friend you'd be like are you yeah. kidding me do you know what i just gave up for you like i'm happy you're yeah. okay but this is not okay even if it was like a five minute thing of like this is fucked up yeah I don't I didn't need Simone and Daisy to fight like I didn't need some like for them to, you know, get into an actual argument about it. But I needed Simone to say one line needed to say something. Yeah. Her just being like, oh, okay, I brought money. Yeah. To try to talk about like for her to get angry and then say, I've dropped everything at a moment's notice for you. Like she just never says that. And I feel like if you are angry at somebody, you would say that. Also, if they, if like, because at this point it would be days between her getting that telegram and her seeing Daisy, and that entire time to not to think that your best friend is in serious trouble and not know what's going on. Cause she's like, is she like overdosing? Is she like, you think the absolute craziest and the worst things. And so mm-hmm. then just be like, oh, I see how that could have come off that way. It's like, you see how messaging me just, I need you. Yeah. Is would be misinterpreted. Yeah. Um, 
Here's the other thing, though, and I think like the <laughs> we harp on this so much, but it's like yeah. we haven't seen Daisy in like yes, she got arrested, but like we've never really seen her at really low points or like in serious danger and so yeah yeah, Simone's gonna automatically assume something bad is happening but it's just like I don't know Daisy just doesn't seem out of control she doesn't seem like the type of person who would just you know be I don't know like I just didn't I never feel like she's in danger and so I I understand why Simone gets worried because she's her best friend but just like it would have meant more to the audience and we would have been more surprised at the wedding reveal if we had actually thought like, oh no, what has Daisy done now? She just mm-hmm. hasn't done anything. Yeah. Exactly. There's no sense of danger with her. And I think like, that's something that's in the book is like, there's always a sense of what is she going to do next? Wh- when is she going to fly off the handle? And it's just like, eh. Never. Not really in the book, in the movie, the show. Yeah. We meet Nikki. Do you recognize him? From what? From the recommendation of a show that you gave me last year. Huh? It was on Hulu. It was also about a wedding. Oh, is he in Four Weddings and a Funeral? No. What? Wedding season? Oh, he's in that? He was he's in the that? main guy. <laughs> I didn't recognize him at all. He's the main I guy. I forgot. Who falls in love with the Rosa Salazar and like convinces her to run away with him. Wow. So this is just his like vibe. He's, he's like, like, I only play impulsive Irish people. Yeah. I was like, why? Okay. First of all, why did they have to change him from an Irish person? <laughs> An Italian prince to an Irish non-ruling royal. That, okay. The amount of time that I have spent mentally, and this happens later. So he's not not an Italian prince. With like Italian prince, the reason why an Italian prince is funny and shady is because there hasn't been a king or queen in any aspect of Italy since the 1840s. And so it's kind of funny because like these people who are like, oh, I'm an Italian prince. It's like of what, where? (laughs) Yeah. But like for Ireland to say that you, my family is a member of a non-ruling sovereign nobility (laughs) in Ireland. (laughs) Bitch, where? What the (laughs) fuck are you talking about? There was a revolution and then a civil war he also has an accent from dublin and i would be like okay maybe if it was one of the six counties in the north that so belongs to england i'd be like okay so then he's like a duke and there's still a duchy in northern there isn't but like let's like if there was that that could be possible (laughs) and so i'd be like okay i don't love it but fine but he's from fucking dublin what are you talking? A sovereign nobility? <laughs> Famously, Irish people don't like nobility. I don't know. This is driving. This is driving me fucking up the wall. Why they have Why a castle too? They have a castle too in Ireland. An old Listen, drafty Ireland castle. Is- littered with castles if he was just like my family's wealthy and we own a castle in ireland and i'm irish i'd be like cool done yeah there's shit ton of castles they're owned by different people fine but like the what what you had to keep that he was like tenuously tied to nobility (laughs) huh i didn't get it i also don't understand like I guess maybe if they really wanted this actor and they're like, can you do an Italian accent? He said, no. And they're like, okay, we'll stick with Irish. But like, he doesn't, I mean, whatever his name is, like, sorry, but you don't bring a ton to the character. Like Nikki Fitzpatrick, which is also like a horrible name. It's a horrible name. And it's, and it's like, listen, obviously there are a lot of people with the last name Fitzpatrick and I'm not shitting on them, but it's like, if you're like, can you give me a generic Irish last name? You'd be like, 
Fitzpatrick. Right. I, it's it's like do the second choice. Right. Oh, I it was just like I hate him. And also this character is so hateable too. Yes. Now, and, but again, not in a fun yeah. way. Like not in a no. fun way. Like why did they have to give him this tragic backstory? Like the fact that Nikki in the book is so ridiculous and fun and just like super outgoing and gregarious and like you know you don't ever like it sneaks up on you how terrible he Mm -hmm. is because of like you just think he's fun and that's exactly what Daisy's looking for and they just get married and like that's like they're not they're just having fun and then it's like oh no he he was gonna leave her for dead when he thought she overdosed and it's like Mm -hmm. why are we trying to insert this like real emotional connection between these two (laughs) Like right, where the whole thing is supposed to be that that they're just partying, because at the end of the day, too, it's like obviously I want Daisy to go back and join the six, but in looking at this, it's like, well, if he loves her and they have a real connection, then it's like, why wouldn't she just stay on the island? Like, and she doesn't care about being a rock star. And I think when it's Nikki as this charismatic playboy just having fun you could more readily see how daisy is just in this as a way of distraction Mm -hmm. but instead you have him be i mean still gross because of the things he does and says to her but like yes but but them having a real deeper connection and him really supporting her and wanting the best for her then it's like okay then stay in hydra like it's Like, it seems like you have a legitimate connection. Yeah. To a non-ruling noble family (laughs) in Ireland. So that's rare. Who also has homes in Rome? Like, just so random. I just, like, it was, it was that, like, that's such a good point. And I'm wondering if the, like, the writers are obviously saying, like, they want him to come back with her. And then they want her to, like, really she like that now they want her to be torn between billy and nikki and it's just no that's not what this is like they're trying to add another love triangle we're actually supposed to like are we supposed to care about nikki and her their connection because how are you supposed to hate somebody who says that their parents died in a tragic car accident but then two seconds later is like gaslighting the shit out of daisy like um daisy or simone confronts daisy and is like what like why aren't you going back they figure out that like she had not told nikki about the sex at all um Mm -hmm. daisy says she's not going back daisy is like i said before extreme study abroad energy she's integrated (laughs) in the culture she's forgetting english words for things it's it's so like oh man it is me also though like once i said that i see myself in daisy and like in the book she is the exact opposite of me but on screen i'm seeing this all the time like last year or two years ago when i went and stayed went down to stay with family at the beach and then just never left because i was like i'm not going back to my real life (laughs) like it's such an introvert run away from your problems yeah thing and it just doesn't it doesn't fly so yeah and then daisy looks at the rolling stone article and it's all about how she's like flying off the handle you don't know what she's going to do and all these things and i'm like where when i didn't see this yeah i like i did like her i did like the scene of her looking at the article though i liked the like little glimpse into her still like her lying to simone and she's lying to herself obviously um yet she still does feel something um yeah i liked the uh, yeah you're right though we haven't seen it but the little shots of the article that we did see were like more directly quotes from the book uh mm-hmm. and the rolling stone article that jonah writes in the book so it, like i was okay with it because yeah. it, it talks about like her being selfish and her yeah so but yeah like when have we seen that really happen 
And why would any of the other band members call her selfish? Like, Billy, yeah, but nobody else in the band would. Right, because also, like, she, like, liberated them. (laughs) And we've only seen her really write great songs. and You know what I mean? It's, like... Anyway, we go to a Greek party full with, uh, I would need to be so high to be around these people. They were insufferable. But the The worst, worst. the the absolute worst part of this is when at the very beginning of the party before they walk in and somebody goes, Nikki, you're late. And he goes, I'm on island time. I almost shot my TV. Like, no, I... I groaned so loud. It was the worst line ever. It was so bad. <laughs> no, I hated it. Um, so we go to a party, which is a gathering of the most annoying people you've you could ever fathom. And it's also like it feels like <laughs> she sits down next to a man, he immediately hands a huge bong to someone else. And says, I wrote 28 stanzas of an epic poem under the influence of that once. And everyone's like, wow, that's so amazing. And it's like, I don't know, were they shit stanzas? <laughs> like, I could write that too. It wouldn't be anything anyone would want to read. And the guy is just like, it's, it's, it, it, what it felt like to me is like, you know, in the beginning of a musical, before they start, Singing. When all the actors are on stage and before they start singing, they do like this weird talk sing thing where they're explaining things. They're like, and I'm the butcher and I did this and she does this. And there she is. Every character would just come into frame and stay a line. <laughs> Every character came in and started like, she writes about loneliness. And it's like, okay. <laughs> I hated it so much. <laughs> uh, you're gonna have to keep talking because I cannot <laughs> stop laughing. So then, like this woman comes into frame and she's like, <gasps> "He won an award," <laughs> and then he's like, "And but I don't write anymore." And and Simone very is the one woman in the play who's like has fallen through the <laughs> rabbit hole and is like, "What's fuck's happening?" And she's like. Uh, what do you mean? And he's like, my door is always open if you want to come over and read my poetry. <laughs> Ain't nobody want to do that, sir. And Simone's like, I don't understand, which is all of us. Simone is all of us. And he's like, I just write for myself. I don't write for others. Because like the writing is enough. And I'm like, that isn't a rich white man's point of view of the world. It's mm. his and Nikki's. I've just sort of like... You know, I write, and if somebody notices it or somebody listens to me or not, I'm like, cool, tell this uh, queer woman of color that it doesn't matter who hears her voice. It's like, it's insane. It's, I mean, and I know, obviously, within the context of the show, these are not people we're supposed to be agreeing with. Like, we are supposed to be agreeing with Simone. So I'm not, like, misunderstanding the scene. Like, I get it. These people are awful, but. These people are awful, but I don't know about that because, like, I, uh, there is something that is like very interesting about the whole like art versus having an audience and like writing just for yourself. Like it wasn't, I mean, I didn't agree with any of the points that he was making, but I was like, I've never really thought about that. Like, you know, I'm, I'm with Simone, like, don't you want to write stuff to have it be seen and heard and shared? But it was a, it was an interesting, uh, differing opinion that I hadn't really thought about um and like maybe (laughs) that is what those horrible dinner parties are supposed to elicit but I was just like I thought I thought it it was not a fun scene it was not a good scene but I thought some of the the topics that were brought up and that then are addressed later with like Nikki and stuff were kind of interesting but I think like Uh, yeah the execution I guess of just like I don't know if you want somebody to really believe that then make it more of a dynamic argument you know yeah or have it be done by a more dynamic person than this man who's like picking up a kid and walking over here and continuing the conversation here and going upstage and 
the panning of the camera was very strange to me and like the getting up and like it just made me also think like does daisy not like why don't we ever see daisy interact with other people in a fun interesting way this was just she like sat down and then two seconds later she stands up just so that the camera can pan with her like the the choices of the direction didn't make a lot of sense to me yeah in this particular scene at one point daisy's talking to two women her foot's fully on the table it was insane to see i noticed that too how could you be like girl your foot is where we're eating what is going on here and they tell this tragic story about Nikki's parents dying and they thought that he was never come going to come back. And then he met Daisy 48 hours ago and now things are different. And it's just like, why? Okay. Why was this necessary? Why does he have to have a tragic backstory? Why does everybody have to be so sad? This book is so fun yeah, and so lively. And this show is like such a downer. <laughs> it's such a downer. I Him being Irish better pay off in some... Like Tin Lizzy better be his brother. And I don't. Like, wow. I don't okay. So thank to. God we have Tin Lizzy to open for these people because of Nikki. Like I literally think it's just because the actor can't just do get a, one more actor or hire. Uh, okay. <laughs> In a scene that I did like, Bernie says, "I love you" to Simone, which is sweet. Uh, Simone doesn't say it back because Simone's a little chicken. Simone is a little scaredy cat. She's a little scared. Has um, that ever happened to you? Somebody said they loved me and I just sat there? No. Or the other way around? No. I've only said I love you to Pat. I said it on our second date. I yelled it to him as he was getting in a cab. Second I date? I told you this. I know. I was drunk, though. Oh, a you third. did tell me this. That's right. Yeah, and he said, I said, good night, I love you. And he goes, I love you too. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, no. <laughs> Got it. Um, Daisy. Oh, I wrote that Daisy. Oh, Daisy confronts Nikki about Nikki not saying that his parents are dead. Um. And he's basically like, I just don't like to focus on things that aren't, that are sad. I just look at you and I'm happy again, which is like, they've known each other for weeks at this stage. And it's like barf. And then he does the thing. And this is a PSA for everybody out there. If you're ever talking to a wealthy white man and he quotes the Buddha to you, (laughs) punch him in the face and run. You don't have to punch him. Violence isn't the answer. I'm sure Buddha said that too. Run. Because there's nothing I hate in this world more than very wealthy people who pretend to be Buddhist. Because I'm like, obviously, there's nothing wrong with being Buddhist. That's not the issue. But there are some very specific tenets of Buddhism that are not compatible with Mm. colonialism (laughs) and extreme wealth. Yeah. And those are the ones that they always forget. Capitalism. Yeah. Yeah. So when he goes, as the Buddhists say, I scoffed so loudly. God. And then what he said actually wasn't like a bad thing, but I was like, really? Did we really have to? Oh my God. As the Buddhists say. Yeah. Daisy um, tells Nikki about Billy and that she thought that they were soulmates, which is also kind of like a bold thing for her to say. And then. Nikki says it's easy to confuse a soulmate with a mirror. I liked that. That is interesting. I did like that too. I thought that that was a very interesting line and it did make me think. Um, But then when he asks like, so is that connection over? Like he's all jealous all of a sudden, like the Nikki in the book is jealous and Mm -hmm. he's somebody who like, stands up to Billy but this was almost like scared it was like like a little puppy dog like you're over him right and you only love me instead of like this like alpha male Mm -hmm. like toxic masculinity who's like I'm the only man in your life like I don't know it just seemed 
like what was the point of this scene for us to like be on his side or for us to like understand how Daisy's feeling mm-hmm. and that she's finally talking about Billy again like what what were they trying to get out of this uh, yeah and it's also crazy like if somebody said to me like or if I said to somebody like my parents died in a car accident it was really sudden and they were young and they were all my only family and they turned around and was like no I know because one time this coworker was mean to me I'd be like fuck you you know, like that's an insane analogy to make. That's such a good point. Uh, I thought I was in love with him and he was uh, mean to me. Daisy and Simone talk on a cliff. We find out that Daisy's only been gone for a month, which is amazing. And Simone is very accurately being like, what are you doing? You need to go back. Like, this is not real life. Which I think would carry more water if Nikki was just, if they were just like a playboy, fun, nonstop energy. Maybe there was like a weird darkness to him or something, but it would, it, as opposed to this where it's like, okay, he hasn't done the really fucking egregious thing yet. And so at mm-hmm. this stage too, it's like, yeah, I, I don't leave her. If she's happy and if she feels like she has community, which is something that she struggled with, then what's the problem, you know? Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, I can't remember if she talks about this now or later, but when, like, Simone talks about, um, you know, I, well, she does, like, she says it later, but um, she wants what Daisy has, and, like, it's almost kind of a, like, a projection, where she's Mm -hmm. just like, how could you give this up? Like, isn't this everything you've ever wanted? And... Daisy says no it's just like I don't know I think that's an interesting thing where it but uh, yeah I'm I'm getting ahead of myself we talk about it later sorry uh Nikki and Daisy get married I did love her wedding captain like that was beautiful the see-through it was great oh yeah she looked gorgeous Uh, old Daisy says I've done a lot of things that dumb things that I regret I don't regret that day did you and like that? I yeah. No, you didn't. I'm I'm noticing by your face. I didn't. Uh, I didn't love it. Okay. I mean, maybe like the. Uh, that I day, don't... like I think that. Even if whatever happens afterwards, it's like. It, there is like okay well in that moment I was happy or in that moment with those people like it felt special yeah you yeah, know okay. that's how I read it yeah yeah um so Simone watches Nikki and Daisy dance in the creepiest weirdest way possible where everyone else is like dancing normal and they're just like clinging to each other yes like a ship is going down <laughs> um like, and then yep. she <laughs> she dances she she and Bernie dance together and then Simone says I love you to Bernie which is very sweet yeah no shit <laughs> yeah no shit girl uh, then Nikki comes up to Simone at the wedding and Simone is trying to tell Nikki to not let Daisy give up on her dreams and he's like nobody tells Daisy what to do Um, and like yeah and this this energy was so annoying. Like, you know when... And I feel like this has happened, like, when you meet one of your good friends who you've had for, like, years and years and years and years, mm-hmm. and then there's somebody that they've been friends with or started dating, like, in the past two months, and they try to, like, tell you about your friend that you've known for a decade, and it's like, no, I know. Oh, I know them better than you do. And it's this weird energy of like, well, this is what they want when you're trying to be like, okay, but what they want is not good for them, you know? Right. It just, oh, I really didn't like it. And I just like, I understand that you're not supposed to, like, you're not supposed to like it. You're not supposed to like him. But the whole like, I just want her to be happy. Don't you want her to be happy? It felt just gross. Gross. Which is like good it's what you want but 
It was upsetting. Then they take acid and go swimming in the rocks. There's no consequences of this, and it's fine. Uh, yeah, that, oh my gosh, like, what? He just doesn't also seem like somebody who would do that. Like, he seems kind of pretty responsible, and he's also like, I have a bunch of houses, and I, like, make everybody tea when they come in, and I'm a good host, and then all of a sudden, like, when he said that, I was so caught off guard because it's just not something that you have thought he would say or do. Right, right. We haven't even like, seen them doing drink. drugs together. Yeah, is important, but it's like he's a pretty seems like a very well put together person. He kind of seems a little straight laced, and then he was yeah. like, "Let's drop acid and swim to the rocks." And I was like, "This does not feel like what you would say at all." No. Um. Then the next day, Daisy and Nikki are talking, and he's like, "Oh, he." This scene was so good. If they want us to hate Nikki, which I think that they do, yeah. So they nailed this, yeah. Where he's like, "Well, I don't think she likes me," and Daisy's like, "What are you talking about?" And he's like, "Well," and then he says that he thinks that Simone is in love with Daisy, and fuck this guy. Yeah. Yes. It's so gross. It's so it's- gross. And it's like, yeah, I think they're like, they did a great job of making us. Hate oh, yeah. Of right making away. my skin crawl during this entire scene with this guy. Yeah. I was just like, disgusting. Um, And then. Does it feel too of- early for that, though? What? For us to hate him this much. Who knows? The pacing, it's That's... been wild. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The, don't answer that then. Keep going. <laughs> but it, I, it's like, I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> I don't know what's happening next. I don't know where I've been. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know how I'm supposed to feel. But so then when Simone is leaving and Simone's like, we could have breakfast, we could do this. Like Simone is on a patio and it looks like Daisy's like on the roof and they are just talking the two of them. And then Simone goes up the stairs to be closer to Daisy. And you see that the entire time that Nikki has been sitting there just out of view. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. ooh, that's so gross. That's so sinister. That's so like, oof, makes your skin crawl when you see him. Yeah. But then he politely excuses himself like every crazy party boy does. Um. Yeah, and Simone says this stuff to her like, "You, you've been handed all these things," and I wanted to be like, "No, she hasn't. We saw her work at the Clark Street Diner for three episodes. Like, she worked really hard, you know. And I think had this been Book Daisy, where she was handed all these things, it would have felt more real. But it's like, no, Daisy worked really hard." She got to a certain level and now she's walking away from it, which like I agree with Simone that like you want her to stay. You don't want her to, her to give everything up. But it is also like. What do you well, that's not her, you know? Yep. Yeah, that's so true. Like I. The first time I liked this scene because I liked seeing Daisy get her comeuppance, but it was just like it didn't feel earned is exactly what you're saying like she really hasn't had everything handed to her she has definitely gotten further than simone because of who daisy is you know a rich white straight woman but like i wanted daisy to have sunk so much lower and to have like or to have gotten to such a high place that for simone to attack her like that would really drag daisy down and it just didn't feel like it did that like yeah. when she says some of us have to work to get half the breaks as you like that's true that we have seen that like you know daisy did get a pretty quick break um and like technically she said no to teddy at first you know and like simone didn't have the those uh opportunities and so like but it would have been so much better if daisy was just this rich white girl who got everything handed to her and like this was the moment where Simone finally dropped her back down to the earth and it was like oh you're right oh shit like that would have just it would have been so much better like I want to see Daisy upset I want to see her like 
try to figure out like try to mature and try to figure out who she is and like but Mm -hmm. not because of her being a struggling you know waitress who turned into a singer because like she's always been at the top yeah exactly and then daisy says asks simone if she's in love with her which is so fucked up and simone looks so heartbroken and then daisy pushes her yeah Ugh. so then uh, simone is on the boat leaving daisy comes down and simone says what i think is a great line which is love is when someone tells you the truth which i do think is true mm-hmm. and simone is the one who's saying like you need to do what's best for you you need to go back like you know i love that and it also made me think of her in billy and the way that billy is always able to tell her the truth too in mm-hmm. a way mm-hmm. and it felt like an echo of that but they leave not reconciled yeah or simone leaves yeah which i was okay with but i didn't, oh me too i didn't yeah. like that it was because daisy had asked simone if she was in love with her like Daisy needed to lash out, but in a different way, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just like, I didn't love that. No. And I like that but Simone also, was like, like would I Daisy do have love you. Would Daisy yeah. have cared if Simone was in love with her? Like, And also, it doesn't make sense when, like, Simone is with Bernie. Yeah. And they're very clearly, like, together. Yeah. And so it's so strange to be like, well, do you love me? And Simone's like, no, I love my girlfriend who I'm here with. Right. And I just, like, I I just don't think Daisy would have cared. Mm -hmm. Like, why was it such a big deal when Nikki was like, she's in love with you? Like, it just doesn't seem like that's something that Daisy would really, like, it wouldn't worry Daisy, you know? It wouldn't be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this girl's in love with me. Like, Daisy would be like, whatever, like, I don't know. Well, also, I feel like Daisy would feel more secure with Simone and just be like, no. In their friendship, She's my best friend. Like, we love each other, obviously. Like yeah. when he's like, I mean, flew halfway around the world for you. It's like, yeah, that's what friends do. Like, a hundred percent. Sorry. No, if my friend sent me a cryptic text message like that and then didn't respond to anything else, I'd be like, I guess I'm going. Yeah, and if you wherever. don't like, if you show up, I'm not like, oh my gosh, you're in love with me. Like, no. Yeah. And if somebody said that, it's like, no, dude. Like, I'm very secure in our friendship. Like, we know what. Like, that. Yeah. And it's such as a, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. It just doesn't feel like something that Daisy would care about. And for that to yeah. be like something that makes them have a riff, like have the riff be because, you know, Simone is mad that her best friend isn't following the dream that she had. And like, that is, that could be really interesting because Simone clearly has ideas for Daisy about what she wants Daisy's life to be like. And maybe Daisy doesn't have that. Like I've had to deal with that, you know, where it's like mm-hmm. you, you see your friends and you, you want them to do one thing and they do another thing and you have to deal with how that affects like your perception of them. And like, that's so much more interesting. They just, yeah, it wasn't great. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, Daisy comes home. Nikki's reading the Rolling Stone. Is like, oh, I didn't realize you were this famous. Cool. So that changes it then? Like, apparently magazine, it does. A magazine article makes you want to hop on a plane to the good old US of A. Daisy rips it up. But the Nikki's like, no, we should go back. And the Daisy's like, okay, yeah, actually, we should. I'm like, as if this, your best friend wasn't, hasn't been saying this for the, the entire episode. Pulls out a suitcase, just starts throwing things in there. <laughs> I wanted this to Ooh. feel more threatening. No, it didn't. It didn't. Like, yeah. It felt like he was being supportive and it felt like the like the show wanted us to feel like, oh, he's supportive of her. Yeah. And I wanted it to be like, no, he's threatening her. Mm-hmm. 
Right. Like she's made a mistake. This is not making sense. <sighs> then they end up in LA. They're driving down the PCH. Regret me is on the radio in the taxi. And Nikki says, this you? And Daisy responds, we're going to find out. Fade to black. Yep. Clear, like, ADR line. Oh, very clear ADR. <laughs> I wonder what her original line was. <laughs> oh, yep. Um, and that's it. So that was episode seven. That was episode seven. I just, here's my other thing that I just want to say. It all feels very even keeled. Do you feel that? It just feels very even. And I want like huge pendulum shifts and like big swings and like big roller coaster moments. And like the highs are really high and the lows are really low. And it just kind of all feels like very. Right. It's like, and then this and then that. Yeah. Right. There's no energy like there. There's no like energy like propelling us forward to be like, OK, I got to see what happens next. It's just kind of like, yeah. Like even when they introduce Nikki, it's just like, here's Nikki. It's not like, oh, my gosh, she's getting married. And here's this man. Yeah. It's like they don't. It is the wrong guy and she shouldn't be getting married to this guy. It's like, here's a bland fairly nice wealthy man can you believe she's marrying him and it's like <laughs> sure yeah I get, yeah why not good looking guy yeah boring like, ass men because they're rich constantly but even sure. just like the way that the camera like the way that he enters the frame and like the way the camera looks at him at the very beginning you don't get a sense like the camera doesn't have a like a tell on him you know you know when you you introduce a character and you're like, this is a bad guy. Or like, this is a good guy. This is somebody that we should be worried about. Like, they just there's no, like, I don't know, a je ne sais quoi about him. Like, there's just nothing yeah. there. He's not memorable. I just mean that about, like, everybody that, like, they, like. Yeah. Th- there's not, like, a lot of, yeah, energy with the characters popping. Right. Well, listen, we've done seven episodes. We got to do three more. We got to see this to the end. I have completionist OCD. So, like, if we left it without doing those last three, it would bother me so badly. So, no, we're going to. But I just, I mean, the thing is, like, there have been episodes that I've really loved and that I thought were really great. And I felt energized after watching. And then I just feel like this is two in a row that were, like, pretty rough. I'm hoping that I think eight will be good because they'll be back and there will be like some sparks between Billy and Daisy. Like we'll get back to that. Maybe they'll start. They're going to go on tour. So we're going to get Timmy O. He'll be back because he's the touring manager. They do not bring him back when they are on tour after explicitly saying that he is a tour manager. I'm a tour manager. And having him in the opening credits. I'm never I'm never buying another Amazon Prime package ever again. Okay. If they don't bring him back. Um, yeah. Any final thoughts? Uh, no. Okay. Do should you? Let, no. Should we let people know where to find us? Yeah, go for it. Oh, See, do you have any swoons? Oh. I'll swoon about the Amazon show... A League of Their Own, which is a show run, ran by the by Will Graham, who directed this episode and show ran Daisy Jones. And I just it's a really great series sort of retelling the story of um, from the original A League of Their Own. And it's really well done. And I like it. I do love that movie. Um, I was going to swoon on um there wasn't any singing in this episode. So, well, sorry, there was, there was Simone singing. Um, yeah. But I was going to swoon on um, Miley Cyrus's singing voice. Okay. I listened to her um, latest album, which is like, there's, there's some songs that I absolutely love on it. And then it's like kind of whatever. 
it's not my favorite album. Um, but like her voice, her singing voice is out of this world. Nice. It's absolutely stunning. Do you not feel I'll the check same it way? out. You don't have I you don't never heard like her sing? No, I've heard her sing, of course. No, I like her voice. Listen, Hannah Montana, were you not a Hannah Montana fan? No, I'm old. You're not that old. <laughs> I miss Hannah Montana though. I think in like years. Okay, but like she's just like got this rock and roll voice, and I think like if Riley Keogh, she does a cover of Wildflowers. Her that's covers, amazing. Her covers are amazing. Fifty Ways yeah. to Leave Your Lover is like one of my favorite covers that she's ever done. Oh, I gotta it's get like, listen to that one. That's she did it on SNL, um, like some fiftieth anniversary of SNL or something, or forty, I think. Um. Mm-hmm. But I just love, like, I love her voice. I love her singing voice. She's absolutely incredible. Yeah. Cool. So just talking about singing, that was that was where my mind went. <laughs> um, all right. If anyone else has thoughts about anything we chatted about or anything at all, you can always email us at learningthetropespodcast at gmail.com. More emails. On... More emails. Oh, yeah. Taylor was thrilled with the emails, guys. I loved it. Um, we you could always uh, message us at uh, on Instagram at Learning the Tropes or on Twitter at Learning Tropes. We have our Patreon. Mm-hmm. We have all of the videos from all of our episodes are on Patreon. So if you just go to Patreon.com and search Learning the Tropes, you can join us there. And we'll see you next time. What will we talk about? Episode eight. Keep Jones in.